0: Yeah, he's like a Midwest fucking cowboy.
1: But his nickname is Thug Nasty.
0: Which is weird to
1: me. <clears throat> maybe he's a gang. Ma- oh, oh, maybe oh, up. Maybe, oh. maybe, oh.
0: maybe it's the irony?
1: Yeah, the irony.
0: Of it? This is wild.
1: We have a guest.
0: Oh, snap!
2: Dana White. What's up, boys? How are What's you? What's up, big dog? I am good.
1: Welcome to Menace and the Man, Dana White. Stan, the man. Thank you. You know Dennis the Menace. I do. And now we're joined by <laughs> the legend himself, Dana White.
2: <laughs> How's the fam, big dog? Everybody's good, man. This thing's been uh, this thing's been fun. I've had a good time during quarantine. Um, spending a lot of good time with my kids and uh, doing shit that, you know, we, we we never have the chance to do because they're busy and I'm busy or whatever it might be, so... Um, it's, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah. How many kids you have again?
2: I got three. I got two three. boys and a girl. My oldest son right now is actually, this is his senior year. So he's graduating from high school and he's supposed to report to USD football July 4th. So obviously all that's on the back burner, but he's just, he's working out like crazy right now and home all the time. You know, it, it, it's his senior year. He'd be partying and going fucking nuts right now. And we'd never see him. So uh this this has re- really worked out great for us. Bad for yeah. him but good for us. <laughs> yeah.
0: I want to hang on. Can we get the, the, your your oldest
2: son on the show? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, I want to talk about football the whole night. Yeah, no, he's a football maniac, man. That's all he cares about.
1: Now, is he Dana
2: Jr.? He, yeah, Dana Jr. He, he actually he he's been training like a savage getting ready for camp. And uh he just squatted uh he just squatted three sixty-five for two uh not yesterday but the day before. How okay. how big is he? How much does he weigh? He's he's, he's probably a buck seventy.
1: Oh, okay. So he's pushing weight for a buck seventy.
2: Yeah. What? Yeah.
0: Can we talk like has he ever tried to
2: step to you like, hey Pops, you've been traveling? Oh, they, 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 now. Those two fucking challenge me every friggin' weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like Cause I was telling you I
0: got two monsters coming for you in the future, right? But my kid's mom, her brother's six seven, and she's right. she's me she's like five in Their whole family is tall. So I'm like, man, how am I gonna? I just gotta keep the double leg good. Like Maddox, clean your room. I'm like Dad, no, you clean my room. I'm like whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa,
2: son. We 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 had Three, some people over I mean, uh, last that. weekend at the pool, and uh, the, the 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 kid and his father. The son was in there, you know, jumping on his father every two seconds, trying to dunk him, throwing him around the pool and shit. And uh, I, I was telling him, I'm like, man, these guys are all getting to the age where they want to start start challenging us. You know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta stay on my A game before I get my ass whooped at home.
0: <laughs> you're not training to stay in shape. You're you're, tra- you're training and lifting just to keep, you know. Hey, son, exactly. keep Keep, keep it. Your You them off. got it. Exactly man. right. Cause my old man, I grew up. My old man with my ass growing up, you know. Like Me I'm, too. yo, professional fire. I'm still afraid of my father.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say I didn't fuck with my dad even when he was old. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. But Maybe. back then, your parents will fucking kill you. <laughs> They'd kill right. you. Right. We we don't do that shit anymore. Oh, I tell right. my kids all the time when they, when they do, I, I'm like, you'd be dead back in my day. You you would have been murdered, killed by 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 your parents. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but now the move is like
0: take take technology from them, right? Like you know, what? give me your goddamn phone, you son of a bitch. I paid the, <laughs> the bill on it. <laughs> that's true. You know, right? You can break a so kid true. now, right? Give me your damn phone. So
2: true. Yeah,
1: hey, that's this. That's dis- That's today's discipline. No tablet. No video games. No TV. No shit like that. Back in the day, it was a a belt, a backhand, a broom whatever, you know, a slipper, whatever they could find.
0: Yeah, my dad used to creative, man. But, uh, no, we tried to get you on the show because I was like, me and Stan were talking like, yeah, we got to try and get Dana on the show. Um, and I was like, man, he's probably not busy because it's quarantine shit at, when it first hit, right? But well, you were probably busier than ever trying to make Fight Island happen the whole nine. We were
2: crazy fucking busy when this first went down, yeah.
1: Well, even Dana, how many text messages a day do you get?
2: Right, this is a conversation we have, too. I don't know. I mean, if I, if it was, uh, you know, like a regular, like the world was like it was three months ago, I get a lot of texts. A lot, I mean, I, 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 when I wake up in the morning, you know, the, the East Coast difference, we're three hours back on the East Coast. So, you know, I'll, I'll have 25 texts when I wake up.
1: Yeah, that's something I said to Menace. I'm like, Dana's not a one-shot kind of guy. You got to shoot one or two because he may open his phone and have hundreds, if even Yeah, I got, I got
2: 25 texts. Before 8 o'clock in the morning You know what I mean Yeah So you, you sometimes you gotta send that t- second text That third text Yeah Cause I, I don't wanna You know I don't wanna bother you and shit I figured
0: you're busy And, and whatnot You ain't
2: bothering me brother we, we knew we were gonna get this done Eventually I
1: yeah. was bothering him About getting you on the show I was like Dennis do <laughs> it Come he was...
0: on when he's ready You know
1: I'm ready Or the yeah. random
0: fucking Yo what's up
1: We almost had you on last year, the day that the news about Dillashaw came out. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's why we lost you last time. But now We we were in a little
0: bit of a dead space with the UFC. We're like, oh, let's shoot our shot now, try to get him on. And you were going to come on like, I can't. And then Stan hits me the next day. It's like, Dillashaw hit. And I was like, oh, that makes plenty of sense. It took a pandemic. (laughs)
2: Hey, Hey,
0: we'll take it. So when you're at, at the dinner table with your family and shit like that, and then you get some kind of fighter fucking up. And you're like, does it ruin dinner right there in the spot? Like, oh, yeah. motherfucker.
2: Yeah, and, and I have really shitty fucking reception at my house. So stuff will happen. I literally have to go out in my backyard to talk on the phone in 2020. Uh, I got to go outside and talk on the phone. But, um, yeah, I jump up from the dinner table and go out back a lot.
1: And what yeah. are you, you're in the matchmaker's room right now?
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys working today?
1: You live in Vegas, right? Or Cali? We've
2: we've been working pretty much every day since this thing went down. You know, um, there's always something going on here. So small group of us have been working through this whole thing.
1: Oh, like me and Ennis always say, all heroes don't wear capes, Dana. (laughs) All
2: right. Dana, we're going to send you um,
0: a cape. Oh. We're going to send you a UFC cape.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah because think of it nba i get a lot of use out of that yeah you can hang it up somewhere in your office give it to one of your kids or something nba yeah. mlb final four uh, march madness everything canceled you were trying to put shows on so that we you know we appreciate you for that i'm a huge fight fan so i've been saying the menace like yo dana white's like i know you catch some flack sometimes but no hero in my book the fact that you were trying to keep fighting going and whatnot amazing
2: thank you because and, you know, like you know, I, I, I talked about this before. The the only the only people that are that are really giving us flack right now are, are the media. And the crazy thing is it's these fucking idiots that actually cover us. Yeah. I mean <laughs> You you know what's coming, right? So these guys have been mentioned, these guys are gonna start getting laid off and losing their jobs. Then when they start losing their jobs, I I bet they change their tune. Yeah, like
1: that's something I've never understood is that they're supposed to be covering this sport. They should be doing puff pieces if anything They're always looking for like that salacious Shit and the darkness and
2: Let me explain something to you And and I'm, I'm I can't say this I can't be serious enough when I say this This is not a knock I'm not fucking you know Trying to you know uh, Be rude about this Or whatever this is just a fact The weakest People on earth Are covering the Toughest sport on earth when you, when you read some of these stories that these guys write google them and go to images and look at them okay if you if you gathered every fucking weak person on earth the wimpiest of the wimpiest okay and you put them in a fucking room together these are wimps amongst wimps you understand what i'm saying yeah what do you expect them to say yeah. exactly. What they are saying is what you would expect from them. And I'm, I'm seriously not saying this to be mean. This is just a fact. They oh. are the weak. They are the weakest of the fucking weak, And and every time I read a story from these guys, it's I go, I'm at a point now in my life where I go. Hey, look, look at this guy. This is exactly what I expect this guy to say. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's why we're
0: taking over, Dana.
2: That's why we're big, here.
0: You know, I'm in here covering people, making people laugh. I know what fighters want to talk about. I know what they don't want to be asked. Cause I was in those, in those, uh, in in that seat, you know. So I like, well, I talk about girls, relationships, you know. You drink beers, you party, you know. Maybe a little bit of training, you know. <laughs> Who yeah. the fuck you want to fight and street fights?
1: Like what happens, Dana? Is especially when these guys do interviews, they get asked the same. Question every interview the same twelve sure. questions, so they do the same right. interview twenty times in a couple months span. It's like, all right, I already know the answer because I heard it from seven different interviews. So we try to be a little different here at Medicine the Man.
2: Yep, no, I get it. So put so us on.
0: We're not going to ask you a ton of questions about this these fight coming up, but applause for making it happen for sure.
2: Yeah. What's that? A blo- I said we're
0: not going to ask you a ton of questions about the fights coming up this weekend but the applause for making it happen because thank you. that's because the thing is UFC is still in the leather helmets era of, of fight, you know, I mean? of, of sports, right? Right. And you're over here making fights happen when fucking nobody's doing shit.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a weird time, man. It's a, it's a really weird time. Instead of, it feels like instead of trying to find solutions and how to make this thing happen, everybody is, uh, too afraid to be first or doesn't want to spend the money because really what's happening right now if you look at putting on an event it's a lot more expensive than it than it was three months ago right gonna cost a lot of money to do this and if you take brooklyn brooklyn was a five and a half million dollar gate so on this fight we're losing five and a half million dollars before anything even before fucking we do one thing we lose five and a half million dollars then you look at how much more expensive it is now to put this event on, um, you know, with making sure that everybody's safe and everybody's – that's what we're going to do. And what is – I mean,
0: obviously, you, you want your fighters to, you know, make money because that's how they make money. Um, this is also a big opportunity for UFC to go from here to even here because people won't have anything else to watch.
2: Hopefully, yeah. I mean, you would, you would you think that band, there hasn't right? been a live sporting event in a while, so you hope people would watch and – and with this card that we have this weekend, it's so good. Um, you can, uh, you know, you can you can bring in some new fans.
1: Yeah, and I've seen you guys. I saw, like, the list of things you guys are going to do. You guys are, like, testing fighters and taking all the precautions and whatnot. I felt like the media was almost making it like you were just going to put on fights with less regulate, like, fucking idiots. Like, as if you weren't going to do anything. Like, oh, you have a cough, you have the flu-like symptoms, you're still yeah. fighting, you know what yeah, I mean? come on um, in. If
2: exactly. It's, 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 it's ridiculous um clown show you know, health and safety didn't just pop up with the coronavirus with us we've been doing it for 20 years yeah our record is perfect you know you think we're just going to put on fights and, and I'm going to risk the health of the fighters and, and my staff and and me I'm going what do you think I want to die too no I don't I don't want to die I don't want anybody else to die um but we got a lot of smart people um you know we've we, we submitted a 30-page document to the governor of Nevada and the governor of Florida showing them how the steps we'll, we'll take to make this thing safe. And uh, we're willing to share that document with any of the other leagues, if they would want to look at it. Um, And uh, yeah, we're going to do it. And we have people, if the fighters don't want to fight, they don't have to fight. If my employees don't want to work the event, they don't have to work the event. So nobody is being forced to do this.
1: Yes, so and another thing we could say to you If you ever have a commentary role Like say a commentator doesn't want to work Slide the menace in there He's waiting He's done some commentary work before Because we, we've we been asking a lot of fighters
0: to come on Like how, what's going on, how's training going Are you training, do you want to fight, will you fight And I think we, we probably have like a 50-50 split Yeah you know I mean? Me personally, like if you
2: can fucking fight You can fight, that's it Because the other guy's doing the same shit Figure it out, you know what I mean Listen, I don't know when the decision is going to be made or who's going to make the decision and say, okay, everything's safe now. Get back to work. Kids go back to school. You know, go do this, go do that. You know, so if, if people want to wait until that happens, they're, they're more than welcome to. It's going to be a while, though. Like we had Mike Yes
1: on like two weeks ago, and I was saying to him, it's now going to be a throwback. It's going to be guys doing karate in their garage and having home training camps. And go fight. Remember UFC
2: one through like ten. That was training camp. You and whoever and well, you can get trained. We, we we submitted a plan here in Nevada for, for the governor. We're gonna have the we're gonna have the Apex and the uh, and, and the Performance Institute open here pretty soon. So fighters can come back over here and train. All right. And then Fight Island is it, are you guys
0: keeping it? It's gonna become a stadium there, and or it was just you know a temporary thing.
2: No, Fight Island was created because. It, it, the, way, the way that we look at the business is we try to figure out all the problems that we're going to run into. So as soon as this thing happened, we started trying to figure out how do we solve all the problems that we're going to run into over the next God knows how long because of this pandemic. The biggest one is going to be, and, and I think it's going to last a very long time, is international travel. How are you going to get people from other countries into the United States or into other countries? You're not. It's going to be a very difficult uh, thing to do. So we started doing the deal for Fight Island. We're building Fight Island, and it's basically going to be for international fights. I, I could have gone last weekend in, Florida, in California. I could have gone. I had the deal done. We could do it. ESPN asked me not to do it, so we're doing it this weekend. I have other places around the country I can continue to do fights. We're good in the United States. And now with Fight Island, I can put on fights with anybody from all over the world get them in and out of this place. So May 9th, next Saturday, we're back full schedule. I like and that. then what about transportation to fight Island? You guys, is there an airport there or just private jets? And we got, we got it. We got a deal worked out for planes.
1: Okay. I like that. And so now what do you think? Do you have a tentative
2: date for the first event on fight Island? Um, well, I'm hoping this thing's going to be all the infrastructures being built there now, hopefully done by mid June and mid to the end of June, we can do our first international fight. Oh, that'd be amazing. It's a a
0: stadium or it's just somewhere for people to throw down for film crew and then get out
2: of there. Good question. It is a, well, no, it's, it, it's going to be very nice. It's going to be very nice. You know, we're not going to go in and do anything half-assed. It will be very nice. Um, and yeah, it'll, it'll have ever I wouldn't say it's necessarily the type of arenas that you're used to, but it will be an arena. Like, in my head, you probably do, like, invite-only, you know, the big shots, right. or sponsors can come, and, and... I I don't even know if we, we will do... Listen, we're trying to... Again, I don't want to come off like, a, you know, I, I don't give a shit about what's going on, because I do. We're right. trying to keep everybody safe. Even this fight in Miami, the staff is going to be much, much smaller than the regular UFC event. We've cut it way back and, uh, you know, we're doing everything we possibly can to keep this thing safe for everybody. Well, I'm thinking like after the pandemic is over, like the invite for the for Let me ask a you a question. Without getting into all this fucking crazy shit, how does the pandemic just get over? I, I mean, this thing is a fucking virus. Yeah. You think this thing's just gonna fucking disappear because we stayed home for fucking eight weeks? Well, no, I'm saying like like five years, right? The fight island <laughs> will still be there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that th- three months ago, any question you asked me about my business, I could give you the fucking answer for. Absolute fucking sure, I could give you the answer. I, I don't know anything anymore.
1: Yeah, that's I don't the mean, world we live in. You gotta make things happen on the fly, and Dana White's a master at that. So. Uh, I seen you talk recently, a couple of interviews, you say Masvidal, we'll ask you one fight question, Masvidal maybe might not be fighting Usman. You said something interesting might be in the works.
2: No, I mean the Usman fight is the fight that makes sense, but, um, you know, it's the fight that that needs to happen if, if, if Masvidal wants a title shot. Um, but yeah, there's another interesting fight out there for him right now.
1: He's already got a belt and maybe he's defending that
2: belt on fight Island against Conor McGregor. Very very good point. That's a possibility, too. I think right now, that would be the biggest fight you could make, right? I don't know, man. I think Conor Khabib's a massive fight. And Conor and anybody is a massive fight. Um, well, that's the question. Tony, Khabib, Khabib, Khabib says, if, you, if that thing could happen, it's a massive fight. Khabib
1: says he won't fight Conor again, right?
2: Yeah, well, a yeah, lot of guys yeah. say things.
1: Yeah, I guess when you wave the the big price tag in front of him, maybe he'd accept it. But... Oh,
2: the, the, the difference with Khabib, people don't realize because everybody talks about. I was like, fucking Khabib is rich as fuck. Khabib is rich. Yeah. Very very crazy fucking rich. Khabib doesn't need money.
1: Yeah, he fights for pride, I guess, or legacy at this point.
2: He doesn't need money. No, he fights for UFC. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he- yeah, you know oh, what I mean. Joke. You said pride uh, or legacy. See you did there. Yeah, I like see that. You did there. But Yo, up, Dana, remember
0: that one time I tried to step in the fight uh uh Holloway I like short notice, and then I was like, I was like, Dana, who was the last person to beat Holloway? And he was like, McGregor, and I was like, Fuck shit, it was because my manager told me to write that to you. And he are like McGregor, I'm, like, oh! S- second last person. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Uh, um, Dana, one question we ask people, and you could lie to us. What was like? You've been in street fights growing up, right? Yeah. Can you tell us about one that happened back in the day? One that happened. Yeah. How old were you? Why that happened? (laughs) What was there a girl
2: involved? Did you win? (laughs) So, I would say. I would say. The most, um, the street fight that that had the the biggest impact on my life. Um, I was coming out of a bar called Pete's in in Boston. Okay. And, uh, me and my cousin had just left and, and we were walking home and my cousin had forgot something back at the bar. So we had to go back. So when we go to walk in the door, this, um, security guy, the guy that, you know, the bouncer at the door said, some shit went down with your sister. It's all handled, you know, relax. Don't fucking do anything in here or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what's going Blackout. on? And my sister is usually pretty mellow and, and whatever. My sister's like, this fucking guy hit me. I was like, hit you? He's like, yeah, he hit me. So the bar is closing and there's this whole weird fucking vibe, man. I, I should have just fucking left whole weird vibe there's all these people standing out front we go outside and i'm outside and i'm asking and i'm like and, and the guy comes out and like this is the guy and i'm walked up to him i said did you hit my sister and he's like hit your sister of course i didn't hit your sister and now i'm wondering what's going on all of a sudden so my sister walks up and he goes oh you mean this big mouth fucking bitch <laughs> and he gave her like the face mush
0: wow right?
2: So, as soon as he did this to her, I hit this fucking guy so hard, (laughs) and he didn't fucking move. (laughs) And him and 20 of his friends beat the living dog shit out of me for like 15 minutes. Yikes. And this thing goes on for 15 minutes, these guys kicking the shit out of me. And that was when when I got ear damage and got Meniere's disease from that fight. But then the, the police show up and these fucking lunatics start fighting the police. Wow. Right. I ran down the uh, parking garage and got out of there. Right. So I go home when I tell you how fucking sore I was for like two days. And my ears rang for weeks. Like my ears were ringing for weeks really loud. And uh, I'm at my house one day. And my phone rings, I answer it. And the guy says, Hey, my name is, uh, you know, I'm a lawyer. My name is whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm representing whoever this guy is. And, uh, I'm like, what the fuck are these? Who is this? And what are you talking about? So he starts telling me, so this kid that, that I got in a fight with before I got jumped, got arrested and was, go into court to be arraigned because he was he assaulted police officers and all kinds of shit that night this dude was the maniac and uh they were afraid they were basically telling me if i showed up to testify against him in court that they were going to file charges against me because i hit him first and all this shit. then i understand what's going on i'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait you're the lawyer for the guy that i got in a fight with in front of he's like yeah i go is he there he goes, yeah, he's right there, right here. I go, put him on speaker. So he puts him on speakerphone, and I go, you fucking pussy. You, you and your fucking friends, all 30 of you, you, beat me up for 20 fucking minutes. I didn't have a mark on me. I didn't have this. I didn't have that and all this shit. I'm like, one of these days, me and you are going to see each other again, motherfucker, and, uh, and uh, you know, and whatever, and I just hung up the phone. Right. Really, they beat the living shit out of me. I was sore <laughs> for fucking three days. And my ears rang for months, and I ended up getting Meniere's disease from that. I oh, love it. Yeah, th- th- I wonder what that, that dude's got to be in prison or something. I, I, I don't know. I don't know whatever happened to that guy. Yeah, who who goes after the police? That's a different type of crazy. Oh, those kids. They're wild these kids were from Boston. Charlestown in Boston, and uh, back then, they, th- those that crew over there was known for stabbing people. So I'm probably yeah. lucky I didn't get stabbed.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that was
2: that was my worst street fight experience ever. I
1: frequent Rhode Island a lot and that's all I ever hear about is like yeah, a lot of people in Boston, Massachusetts, that area they're they're fucking crazy up there.
2: Oh yeah. Now they, like, Let me tell you what, you come out of the bars on the weekends in Boston, man, back in the like in the fucking 80s and early 90s, there were some crazy ass fights. That's when it went down in the 80s? Yeah, that was probably uh was probably well, the next day, I, I had tickets to the Red Hot Chili Peppers the next day. So it had to be 92, 91, 92 probably when Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out. They were on that tour. And I literally went to the concert the next day and my, I was sore from here to the <laughs> fucking tip of my toes. My body hurt so bad.
1: Yeah, Dana, I almost, I almost wore my Red Hot Chili Pepper shirt for this interview, but instead I went with the <laughs> ESPN
2: Plus. I like your ESPN Plus shirt.
1: Yeah, I know well, how to represent we're
0: have my fight, right, Stan?
1: Yeah, when Dennis retired in January, they were giving these out at the door at the That's Barclays. Awesome.
0: And it's free it's for Stan, you know.
1: Dana, I told
0: Stan, if he messes anything up, I'm, I'm, I'm beating him up. We oftentimes, <laughs> like, he'll mess up like a fighter's name or something like that, and then he gets leg kicked or punched.
1: You're right, tough he's got to do shoey with, with Volkanovski. Oh, I do shoeys with the Australian fighters. That's one of our things here. And then, yeah, if I mess up, I, there's repercussions for it, you know?
2: Where are you guys normally based when you do this show? At, at your house or do you guys are in a Long studio? Island. Yeah, Long Island. Yeah, we have a studio as well. Cool. And we started, we were
1: doing it on location and we were still kind of flirting with into the pandemic, still getting together, keeping our circle small. And then we got to that point where we got to start doing social distancing episodes.
0: Here's so. what it is. Dana. I got kids. Stan's having these like random women over his house late night. I can't be having, you know, wherever those girls are coming over to my house, you know.
1: Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, congrats you guys. Thank yeah. you,
0: man. But yeah, we're trying to we're trying to blow up, you know. So obviously we could if you need us to be like the diet coke to unfiltered.
2: <laughs> we we could talk to the guys, whatever you need, big dog. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And, and and congrats. Keep kicking ass, you too. Oh, 100%. Thank you, man.
1: And we'll be watching this weekend, Dana. Again, thank you for putting on the fights. You're a legend. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Good Don't up, be a man. stranger. Let's get you back on one day. Come drop some news for us. Anytime, boys. All right. You're the man. Later. Peace.
0: And there's, oh, wow. He's really good at getting off
1: soon. Yeah, he knows. Well, he probably has another interview. But even you know, the one thing I forgot to ask him that I did want to get to one was like, "Yo, how do we get a fight in the Hall of Fame?" I forgot about oh, that one. Oh.
0: All right, next
1: time. Yeah, we definitely got that one for next time. Next time. But nah, he we definitely were outside the box. He got questions he doesn't normally get, and that was a conversation we brought out with him right there. So he'll be back. Hang
0: on, did we just have him on for thirty minutes? Yeah. Wow.
1: He'll be he'll be back. Another quailude. <laughs>
0: he's the first person to come
1: on and tell a fight story about how he lost um he might be yeah
0: but from his position that's probably a good thing
1: yeah and even that you,
0: you know people need ammo like oh dana white beats people up you know
1: i mean you come from the house of boys i come from the house with a sister so i can get that i've been in that situation where someone was like nah she's a bitch and i was like what bing oh